you have sickness in your body, come right now. Right now. Any sickness, any ailment. Right now, again, Jesus came preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and disease among the people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we thank God that He gave us His name in this earth because it was the access. It was His authority. And He left it here with us. Amen. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, there'll be healing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the authority of the name of Jesus, we thank You, Lord, for healing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In the name and the authority of Jesus, from head to toe, be healed. Be healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we bless You. We honor You, Lord. Thank You for meeting the needs of the people. Hallelujah. Oh, thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Complete and total healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 He gave us His name. <laughs> Glory to God. To bring, from, to bring heaven to earth. To bring heaven to earth. And it is faith in His name that gives us access to bring what is in the unseen into the scene of our bodies. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, thank You, Lord. Lord, we worship You and we honor You. Lord, we glorify You and we thank You, Lord, that You are here. Lord, we thank You where two or three are gathered in Your name. That You and Your power and Your anointing and Your Spirit, they're in the midst of us. Thank You, Lord. Our God in the midst of us is mighty. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. Glory to God. Well... Hallelujah. We were worshiping. And I have been um, studying this afternoon. And um, I'm teaching in the kingdom, but not on the kingdom. But I was looking up some stuff about the kingdom. How's that? <laughs> looking at what? And I found that um, over and over and over in the Scripture, he said he came preaching and teaching that the kingdom of God was here and in at least half of them, he said that there were healing, so we were praising and we were worshiping the Lord. And, and he said, um, I'm still here bringing my kingdom, and I'm still here to heal. Amen? So glory to God. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that you were here, because if you hadn't been here, you wouldn't know, you would have missed it. You would have missed it. Amen? Well, glory to God. Tonight, let's turn to begin with the Proverbs. Chapter 3, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Now, <clears throat> praise the Lord. Um, we spoke out just a few weeks ago, and I'll remind you what the Holy Spirit said to us was not to become familiar and thinking, I've heard this. 
Don't come before the Lord that way. Alright? And it still applies. Let's read. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. In all your ways acknowledge you, and He will clear your path. He'll make the path straight. He'll help you. Get the cobwebs out so that you can see clearly what you need to see from Him. Amen. We're going to start there. And I told Pastor Brian, I said, as much as I have the opportunity to minister, it won't be the same every time, but we're going to start, I'm going to start teaching on a certain area. And I already know it's going to go more than one time and probably more than two. So tonight is a beginning. We're going to believe that the Lord who um, begins a good work in us is going to complete it. And that He's going to give revelation. And that He's going to show us some things and some foundational things. Again, this is where I'm at lately. Um, in my study and what the Lord is speaking to me concerning the church, Pastor Brian is doing such a good job um, ministering and teaching on how we are to operate, if you will, in the kingdom. And the Lord's speaking to me about some foundational principles that are, have to underlie, underlie the knowledge of what to do. You understand? So it all goes together. I um, pity the people who aren't here on Sunday and Wednesday nights because um, the Lord's speaking every time we come together. Hallelujah. And you can get it on CD or you can get it on the Internet, but it's not the same. It's not the same. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to remind you of a very familiar Scripture. If you're taking notes, then you should consider taking notes. Amen. I'm going to give you four Scripture references that this verse is found in if you're taking notes so that you can go and look at it. But we read and know that the Word says that the just shall live by faith. Now again, don't shut me off because it's not just another faith message. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Now that word just, I looked it up because I thought, you know, um, we read that so many times and we see the just and we think, well, am I just? What does that even mean? Um, Pastor teaches us all the time. It's one thing to know the meaning of the word and be able to use it in its context. It's another thing to know what it means and what the full weight of a word is. Well, this word just means those with equity. Those with equity. Now, that means if we own our home and we have equity in a home, that's the easiest example, is that that you have some value there. Okay? Um, If you stay in it for more than a few years, um, depending on what the market does, you may or may not, without even any update, um, gain some equity. But definitely if you, throughout the years, update, work on, do a little painting, do a little this, this, do a little that. You build and the equity grows. Now this, when I read this, I got very excited because I thought equity, again, has something to do with the worth of something. The worth, and this in particular, is talking about the worth of an individual. And you realize that your equity is not based on what you can do, but it's based on who lives in you. I mean, again, I'll say that again. Uh, you know, your equity is not based on 
what you do, but on who lives in you. Amen. And so, if we have Jesus, and we've confessed and covenanted with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, well then He, the pearl of great price, lives right on the inside of us. His kingdom. His kingdom. We have this kingdom in earthen vessels. Amen? Amen? It's the hope of glory. Right on the inside of us. So, the just, the people with worth, the righteous before God, we're being taught on that. Started Wednesday. We'll continue it and finish it, maybe, unless the Lord says different this Wednesday. But the righteous before God, those with worth, will live by faith. They will live by faith. Okay? Again, I'm going to say it again. Don't shut me off because this is not another faith message. Like you've heard for years. Um <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's go ahead. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. This is what we refer to is the hall of fame of faith. The hall of fame of faith. <clears throat> See all kinds of stuff in, in, in this um, chapter. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and verse 3. We'll start there. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So the things that are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now turn very quickly over to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, the things which are seen were not made by things which are visible. Chapter 1, 16, Colossians. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Him, all things were created by Him. Seen and unseen. Everybody say seen and unseen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 again. So now by faith we believe and we see that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. That the things which are seen were not made by things which were seen, but things which were unseen. Alright, we're going to start learning a principle here. Tonight. And it's going to start with something we're pretty familiar with and go into something that many of us have not seen before in our spirits. Principle, by definition, is called rule. Is a rule. It, it in our life, as sons of God, is a rule, again, that we're going to live by. Again, the just, those that are upright before God, will live by faith. Now, without walking according to the unseen realm, it's impossible to believe to please God. Excuse me, let me say that again. Without living in the unseen realm, it is impossible to please God. We find that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. 
The Bible says, now faith, now without faith, it is impossible to believe God. We're going to see that faith and the unseen rule are the same. The faith, now, faith, again, is the foundation of things hoped for. Evidence of things we don't see. Faith is the foundation. So tonight we're going to call this the foundational rule. The foundational rule. Turn to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter four. Second Corinthians chapter four. Amen. Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit is our teacher? Amen. Second Corinthians four. Let's see here. Just a second. I think it may be first Corinthians. How do people do that, Pastor Brian? Do you know? Not it either. Hallelujah. Well, second Corinthians chapter four is where I was going. I'll tell you what it says. For the things which are seen are temporary. I know it, praise the Lord. <laughs> we'll go on. The things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are unseen are eternal. Second Corinthians chapter five. Thank you. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Let's see here. Praise the Lord. Here we go. I'm right. Good. Glory to God. Edit all that out. Second <laughs> Corinthians four seventeen. I looked in seventeen. It will be great. For our light affliction, which is for a moment, is working in us a far exceeding and eternal weight of glory. For while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, are temporary, subject to change, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Okay? Again, the foundational rule. The foundational rule, for we not for we don't walk according to the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. Now, some of y'all might be thinking, man, this this concept is like, whoa, what are you saying? You know, um, we got to walk in a seen world. But we don't walk according to the things which we see. Hmm. But a lot of you are further in this than what you think you are. A lot of you have grasped this more than what you think you have. And I'm going to show you something in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have a little side note in my Bible. You've never been this way before. Amen? Now, I raise your hand. I want to see your hands. How many of you have covenanted with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? He's the supreme authority. And you believe that in your life, when you did that, that you became a new creation. Raise your hand. How many of you can tell me at the moment that you did that, 
that you knew there was something different. I did. I did. Now, what if somebody had come up to you though and said, um, Brother Kirk, do you believe you're saved? You would say yes. And um, you can answer this as infinitive as you want to. And the prayer, and I said to you, but um, how do you know? He believes. But, Brother Kirk, you don't look any different. You don't have your hair didn't all grow back really long. Your um, face and everything. I don't see anything changed. How do you know? The Spirit within me. Well, but I can't see that. So can you explain it to me? Only through the Word. Well, you know, um, and the person would say, well, I can read those um, things on the page, but I don't see anything different. Could I convince you tonight that the salvation that you believe you have is not real? No, the right answer is no. If I can, then you need to come at the end of the service and we'll make sure that I could not convince you. Because, right? Because we know because His Spirit within us bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Right? Now, you're already operating according to the unseen principle. Because like I said, there was no physical change. Now, some of you had habits that at that moment were broken off of you. Some of you had some things that could be observed along the way, but nobody could observe the immediate change. Nobody. So, do we say that it's not real because we cannot see it? No. Again, this is foundational. Foundational. Hallelujah. Um, faith, the foundational rule, will always go against what you see in the natural. Always. Because we're living in a natural realm where Satan is the God of this world. You don't believe me? Read the Word. Satan is the God of this world. His kingdom took authority in the earth when Adam and Eve sinned and disobeyed God. So, the seen realm that we're living in now, although that we can see from the things that were created that they were made by things which are not seen, created by God, they are operating unless they have a Son of God operating them, they're being operated by the Spirit of the world, which is the Spirit of Satan, right? So, the things which are seen are always going to be contrary to the unseen realm, to faith, to the foundational rule of our lives. Always. And, again, they are always subject to change. If you can see it, it's subject to change. It's from another realm. It's from another realm that we operate. There is an unseen realm. Jesus said when talking about His kingdom when He was about to be crucified, My kingdom is not of 
this realm or this world. It's not of this realm. If it were, my disciples would defend me now. But Jesus also came preaching, again, the word of the kingdom, and he said the kingdom of God is here. Can we see it? No. Does that mean that it's not here? No. It is here. It lives in the hearts of men, and we've been given through the redemption of Jesus Christ the mandate to carry it out here. Operating from another realm. Now, let's look at faith. Let's look at faith. We're starting here because the Bible tells us that it is the foundation. And we're going to springboard from here in the times to come, in the um, services to come, in the teachings to come. We'll springboard from here. But we need to understand, though, what this foundation really is. Because I submit to you that what we have known as word of faith, and what we have known as um, lots of other things. (laughs) I was going to throw out lots of other names, but I'm not going to. What we've known, though, as word of faith, I'm not sure has been faith at all. It's not been the foundational principle. I'm not saying, please hear me, that everything that we have learned from what is called Word of Faith, I think y'all understand that from me. I'm not saying that everything that we have learned from Word of Faith is wrong. I'm saying that the foundational principle has many times been communicated wrong. Let me say it that way. It's been communicated and misunderstood and taught wrongly. And we're going, we're going to clear some things up. We're going to clear some things up tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for, for understanding. We're going to look in Hebrews 11 and how believers displayed faith from the beginning. Because I believe um, that probably Abraham and Moses were operating more clearly in faith than what maybe men and women are today unless they have understanding of it. You understand what I'm saying? Um, In that, I feel like at the beginning that people were still, they at least hadn't been taught a thousand different erroneous ways to do things. They hadn't been um, in the world system and um, bombarded with quite as much. Jesus said in the end times that there would be an increase in knowledge, there'd be an increase in technology, and, and there was going to be an increase of things that would divert our attention. So we're going to look back then at how the fathers of faith started and learned some things about what the foundation is, the foundational rule of the kingdom of God. Because we find in Exodus chapter 11 
that just right from the beginning, when God said that He was bringing His people out, He said, I am going to make of you a kingdom. I had never seen that until I got to studying uh, along these lines. But from the very exodus, He said, I'm going to make of you a kingdom and you are going to be my people who operate in this earth on the seen realm. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11. This is how we're to operate. I'm going to start at the beginning. We're going to read the whole thing. God's given me some stuff around in the in the midst of it, though, that we'll pull out, okay? Because I bet at least half of you have never read the whole Hebrews chapter 11. I bet. All right? Here we go. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, though he being dead, still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, that so that he did not see death and was not found, because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he had pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He who comes to God must believe that he is. This is unseen. But you know, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, again, that the world and everything that was created gives evidence to the existence of God. Romans chapter 2 says, people are without excuse to see that there is a God, but yet He is unseen. By faith Noah, verse 7, being divinely warmed of things not seen. It had never even rained on the earth at all, y'all. I mean, it wasn't just that it was going to rain for 40 days and nobody had ever seen that. It had never rained. Noah probably didn't even know what rain meant. But God said, it's going to rain. And it's going to do it for 40 days and you need to build this big boat. And the man took 140 years to build the boat. I heard somebody say the other day, I was listening to something, and they said it wasn't that he wasn't diligent, it just took him that long to make it. He didn't have any cranes or anything. This man toted wood. He and his sons, because they were the only ones that believed. By faith, Noah, believing, I'm being warned of things that are not wanting, were not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, which he condemned, with which he condemned the world, and became heir of righteousness according to faith, according to the unseen. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to a place that he would receive as an inheritance. And as he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah 
also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as many as the sands on the seashore. By faith. Has anybody that we've read about yet seen anything that they had been promised? No. All right. These all died in faith, not having received certain promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims here on earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Now, I'm going to stop right here because a lot of times when we say um, they hadn't received promises, they're like, see, you just never know what God's going to do. I mean, they were believing, but they didn't receive. These were not promises that were made to them specifically. Like we have the promise of healing. We have the promise of provision. We have the promise of peace. And we have promises that are laid out in the Word of God. These were not those kind of promises. These were promises to them of, if you will, and I'm going to show you this, the kingdom that was to come into this earth. Jesus Christ was coming into this earth. He was going to restore this thing. And they were looking and they were saying, so far we've seen the people, they were saying, I am only a pilgrim. I am only someone journeying through in this life of faith. Because there is a city. Because there is a government. Because there is another realm that exists that I am going to live in. And my life is being affected by it even now on the earth. Even though I cannot see it. And the Bible says they all moved with godly fear because they believed. Okay? Let's go on. Are are y'all starting to get some things here? Starting to see some foundation here? I pray so. All right. Back to um, verse 13 there. Having seen them afar off and were assured of them, embraced them and confessed, they said that they were pilgrims here on earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. When you believe something, it comes out your mouth. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out of, if they had recalled their past, y'all, they would have had an opportunity to return. If they had recalled their past, they would have had an opportunity to return. But you know what? They were the people who the Bible says, you know what, if you put your hand to the plow and you look back, his soul has no pleasure in you. Where he brought you from, you leave it there. Because these guys were justified by their faith because they would not look back. They would not. And the ones that did, let me remind you of this, the ones that did were destroyed in the wilderness. They said, man, we had it better in Egypt. 
Dear Lord, we had it better where we could just be comfortable. Come on now. Some of y'all have moved out of a place where you were comfortable, where nobody placed a demand on you. And it would be easier to be comfortable. Don't look back. God's moved you and placed you in the place you are in for a purpose. Look forward. Look forward. Let's find out how to walk. But now, they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Amen. Come on now. For He has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, who he had received as a promise, as his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed will be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the ashes, which he also had received him from a figurative sense. Abraham said, you know what, let's recall that story. And while I'm recalling the story, be turning to um, Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, while we're recalling this story. Back there, where Abraham had received Isaac, the child of promise. God told him, go sacrifice Isaac. He didn't tell him anything but that. And Abraham went, took the boy and the wood. His servants, the Bible says, went with him a certain way and stopped and said, Master, where is the sacrifice? Well, you know, well, you and the boy are going, but we don't, we don't see the sacrifice. They were no doubt becoming concerned with what they saw. Abraham said, don't worry, don't trouble yourself. The boy and I will return. Do you see that? The boy and I will return. Now they got a little further. And it's just Isaac and Abraham now. Daddy and son. They got over to the altar. And Isaac, no doubt, was more than disturbed. He said, "Ah, Daddy, ain't no goat here. (laughs) There ain't nothing here but me and you. And then Abraham commenced to tie his son to the altar. (coughs) And Isaac, you still, you know, and Abraham said, Abraham said, the Lord himself will provide the lamb. All the while, he's tying his son to the altar. And the Bible says he raised the knife to slay his son. And the Lord said, stop. Because caught in a thicket was the supply. Caught in the thicket was the lamb. They sacrificed him and he and the boy returned. And we find in Hebrews then chapter 11 what Abraham's logic was. The Bible says that Abraham knew, even if God had to raise him out of the ashes, that he would do it. Because he had already, by faith, received him where there was no possibility. Because the Bible says that Sarah's womb was dead, 
It had been her whole life. And Abraham was past the age to bear seed. They were both dead. But you know what? We find that Abraham apparently put works with his faith. As a matter of fact, he fathered a son before Isaac. He had faith. Because that had been shut down for a long time. But he believed. Romans chapter 4, verse 13. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise of no effect. In light of what we're saying, for those, if those could receive the promise through the things which are seen, the promise would be made of no effect. But by faith, by the unseen rule, we receive the promise. Because the law brings about wrath, for there is no law, <clears throat> where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise may be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but those who are of faith, the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I made you the father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and because those things which do not exist is though they did. Who contrary to hope believed in hope and he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body or the things which were seen already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise through unbelief. It is unbelief if you don't, um, if you question the promise. Um, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Being fully convinced that what he was promised, he was, he, he was able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Not only to Him, but for us. That if we believe, that it can be accounted to us for righteousness and for our justification. The same principle, then, that Abraham was walking in, believing in the thing that he could not see, was what got him justified before the Lord. It was how he walked in victory, if you will, in his life. It's what his foundation was. The man operated in faith in every area that we can see. Alright? Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're about to get into a part that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure none of you have ever seen before. I'm pretty sure that some of you, I can't say none of you, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that some of you. So keep your mind open, alright? So far we kind of done faith the way you've heard it before. We're going to go a little further, okay? Is everybody ready? Can you take it? Alright. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, each of the sons of Joseph, and worshipped, leaning on his staff. By faith, Joseph 
when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the earthly king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than enjoy the passing pleasure of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to a reward. Therefore he was not distracted by the things which looked good around him. He looked to a reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, but endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho came down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish were those who did not believe when she had received the spies in peace. And what more shall I say? Come on now. For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and also of David and of Samuel and the prophets who by faith, listen to this, subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lying. Let me stop here. In that discourse of what these folks did, How many times do we see that they received promises? One time do we see mention of receiving promises. I'm going to submit to you before we go any further that our faith was not meant for us to receive things. That's not what it's... it, it, It is for that. But it was not... This is not the foundational principle of faith. It is not about what we can get in this earth. This is not what faith was supposed to be about. About how how big a car we could get. About how big a house we could get. It was not about how much stuff we could receive. We have been taught wrong. Okay. Like I said, not everybody who has been part of these teachings has been wrong, but most of us have not been taught past that right there. Okay? We're about to get taught right past that. I'm going to go back to Psalm verse 33, and I'm going to start with this list again. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, Stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of aliens. Y'all okay? Alright. 
Women received their dead raised to life again. Does that mean that they saw their dead dead? Okay, all right. <clears throat> Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sown in two. They were slain by the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute and afflicted and tormented. You okay? All right. Of whom the world was not worthy. Hear that? Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the deserts and mountains and in dens and in the caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Oh my! Man, if faith, if the foundational principle of the kingdom was all about what we could receive, these guys were receiving some pretty bum raps, if you ask me. Did y'all all see where it said that people were sewn in too? Sewn in too, y'all. They didn't come back to life. And it hurt. I mean, I don't, I really don't mean to make lightly. This is a very heavy, heavy thing here. Because they're by their faith and because what they believed in an unseen realm, they lived this way. And it was not always to their comfort. And it was not always pretty. And we've thought for years in the teaching that some of us have received that if we're in faith, then everything will just be goody, 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 goody. I'm going to be comfortable. Man, I tell you what. You know, and some of us have even been duped into believing that if I have problems, that I'm not a person of faith. If I had you to raise your hand, I almost could guarantee I'd get all of you right there. Because then we doubt ourselves and we begin to doubt our God. Because the things which we see go against what we think is the, the faith principle. Do you realize that we've been taught faith for years based on what we see? Um, and it's been taught to us that we can get things from the unseen realm into this realm, which is true, and we're going to learn this over, over the next little while. But right now, we need to go ahead and understand that faith really has nothing to do with the things that we can see in front of us. And the fact that you're going through a hardship or trial in no way tells you whether or not you have faith. It cannot be used as the proof. Um, now, some of these things are pretty neat. They subdued kingdoms. Because that's what we're on the earth for, to, to, to um, subdue the kingdom of darkness. They work righteousness. 
That's another thing we're in the earth for. It's what the Word was given to us for, that we would have doctrine and instruction in righteousness, the way to live in right standing and to be legally operating in the kingdom of God. Those are positives. We can receive promises by our faith. But our faith was not given to us again just for receiving promises. Matter of fact, faith wasn't given to us at all to receive promises. The fact that we receive promises is a um, product of our, a byproduct of our faith. Not even a product. Brother Eddie works in a um, steel fabrication place. Not with the steel, but he works there. When they do steel work, Brother Eddie, are there things that it emits? Other things, yes, besides steel. In almost every company, on a, on a very windy, kind of wet, yucky day, we can smell the smell of what the paper mill emits. Besides paper. Again, let's look at this faith again because that, thank you, Holy Ghost, because that just came to me. Us receiving things is not even a direct product of our faith. It is a byproduct of our faith because faith is something we are living by, not something that we are using to operate and manipulate the same realm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Because I didn't have that written down. That came from the Holy Ghost. That's good. Faith, again, is not for receiving things. And the things that we receive by faith are not a direct product of our faith, but a byproduct of the life of faith that we live. Galatians 2.20 I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not I, but Christ who lives in me. The life that I now live, I live by faith of the Son of God, or by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. The just, the ones with equity, the ones with the promise and the right standing with God on the inside of them will live by faith. They will live by the foundational rule. They will live by the unseen principle. The thing that they do not see. It drives us. It controls us. This is what Hebrews chapter 11 was saying. All these had righteousness accredited to them because they walked in and they said things that showed and proved that they believed in what they could not see. They believed and walked in, walked out what they could not see. And by it, they had victories. They walked in right standing with God. They did receive promises because when we have righteousness accredited to us because we're living in faith, God don't mind adding everything to us. Seek first the kingdom of God. All these things will be added to you. Is that familiar? 
Is that familiar? Amen. Amen. Some of you are after it just as hard as you can get. Some of you are. And some of you are getting there. Amen. We believe in everybody's on the, everybody's on the wagon. Isn't that right? Okay? But by faith in the unseen principle. Thank you, Lord. It's good, y'all. Women receive their dead raised. Now let me ask you something. As a mother, because we, 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 we need to see this. We need to have our thinking jarred. We saw it happen over and over in the Gospels. Jesus came preaching the Gospel of the Kingdom, healing and doing this. Other times He said this. He said, the Kingdom of God is here. Repent. Change your mind. Change the way you're thinking. Have y'all got that yet? When we say repent, are you still thinking about, are you thinking, oh man, we just need a mind shift here. Okay? We just need a mind shift here. The kingdom is here. Change your mind. Okay? Because women receive their dead raised. Jesus. And this will come in a later teaching, but it's good now too. In Mark chapter... 5, around verse 25. Well, it starts with chapter 11 and then the second part is 25. But there was a woman with an issue of blood for 38 years. She had seen many physicians and spent all she had, but rather grew worse. Y'all remember? And she came, well, she heard that Jesus was here. She came in the press behind him, touched the hem of his garment, for she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. What was that garment going to do for her? Nothing. But she said and she believed, and, and, and we see that, this unseen principle of faith, she's fitting to go get something. She believes she is. She's walking in this thing. She touches him. Jesus turned right. Okay, but wait. Just right before she touches him, Jairus comes. And he's like, Master, Master, my child is home and dying. Can you please come and heal? And Jesus says, Sure, I'm coming. But he's in this press with all these people. And about that time, he's like, Well, Everybody stop. Cause somebody touched me and his disciples man say, You crazy. Cause everybody touched you. <laughs> Alright. Everybody in this whole crowd has touched you. And Jesus said, No. Somebody touched me because I felt power go out of me. Could he see the power? No. Could she see the power? No. And the little lady, the Bible says she was already trying to get away because she didn't even, she knew she had received. Because she done made up her mind. If I touch him, I'm going to receive. If she doesn't touch it, she, it's over for her. She's gone. But Jesus said, who touched me? Well, and he's not going any further until he hears. Amen. So she has to come back and say, it was me. And he said, of course, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Again, she received healing by her faith, but it was not the direct product of her faith. It was because of what she was living by already. Okay, we're going to visit that some more because that's so good. I can't, hardly, I can't hardly get away from that right there. All right. But Jairus now, his servant comes ready. <laughs> Master, 
It's, it's all right. Don't trouble the master anymore, cause cause your daughter she dead, man. She gone. I'm sorry. And Jesus said, "Do not fear. Only believe." Which is another word for only walk in faith. Which is another word for believe in what you cannot see. Believe in what you don't believe in what you're hearing in the natural. Let's go. So they went. We know. They went. They all them people. They're standing around and they're she's dead. They done hire some people to come cry. You know, <laughs> they did that back then. Hey, they were professional mourners and they could cry real good. Man, I'm glad, man, I'm glad we don't do that today. Because them people make me sick too, you know. Jesus said, he got there and he said, nobody fear, she's only asleep. And they began to ridicule him and he said, get them people up out of here. Get them out of here. Because they're not operating in faith, right? He and the parents went in and of course we know the story. The little girl woke up and the mama and daddy received their dead raised. But now you know, and I know, that if we're looking at our child laying on, that is a hard thing, no doubt, to get past in the natural. But we see in Hebrews chapter 11 that it is possible in the realm that we're functioning in now because of what we believe in the unseen, we can affect the seen. Right? I won't ever forget it. I loved it. Brother Kirk, we were at um, the hotel having service and um, you know, unloading, loading the trailer. Remember the good old days? No, they were not the good old days. God's been faithful and we've come past that. It is exciting when you're doing things, but praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, He's been faithful. But don't get too comfortable now because we're going to be unloading and loading sort of pretty soon. Well, that boom children's room won't hold very many kids. We're going to have to set up somewhere for kids to meet. Amen? Amen. We're a beginning church. God called us to this city to impact the city. Not a little 5,500 square foot building. Come on now. All right. All right. According to what we don't see yet. Okay? You see how this is playing into what we're doing? Okay. Well, we were over there, and uh, Clay and Andrew, I know you won't believe it, but they were running around playing this, woo, you know, not paying any attention to nothing. And this car came where we had to, um, where we had to pack up was in close quarters, and there was just enough room for another vehicle to go past the trailer. Some of you remember. And of course, just like people do in everybody's neighborhood and, and, and in all parking lots, people drove way too fast coming by that trailer that we were packing most of the time. And Andrew and Clay ran past the trailer just as a car came flying through there. Now, just before our trailer, they could go straight or they could turn, but I'm Mama. And I'm seeing two children that are coming out the end of the trailer and there's a car coming way too fast. So I'm yelling, and the kids are like, man, what's up her crawl? You know, they're not paying no attention. They haven't seen nothing. I'm like, stop! You know? And they stop. And, and Brother Kirk, he turned around and looked, and everybody at that point noticed what was, what was going on. I will ever forget it. Brother Kirk said, he, 
I said, you know, I said, I, I know that was a big reaction, and I normally don't have big reactions, but, I, you know, I'm seeing car chill, you know. So, and, and they weren't listening to stop, y'all. So, I know you can't imagine that either. <laughs> but Brother Kirk said to me, he said, that's all right. He said, because, he said, I'm glad you did that. He said, but I'm telling you, if they had not stopped, we would have not left here until they were raised. And I said, mercy. I thought to myself, now see, that's Abraham. Me and the lad will return. He is my son of promise, and I've got promises that have to do with him. Brother Kirk knows that. Cindy knows that. They know that their son is a son of promise, and you, you, most of you haven't heard the testimony of how he got here. We live by faith. We don't just get stuff by faith. And some of these people, when y'all get ready because pastor's preached it, he's prophesied it, and he said over and over, it's not that he's trying to preach doom and gloom, but we are coming into a time. He, he's asked me in my face before, what would you do if I went to jail? And I said to him, I'd keep preaching. I'd go to church Sunday. And we'd probably have more people then, not because I was here, but because we, we people would be, oh, I saw a sign in the want something's going on. we got some persecution here. And everybody would feel strengthened and want to be together. Why? Because of what they saw. Come on now, I don't have time to teach that, but that's coming. Because you know what? Some of us are looking for a sign in the wonder before we even want to get excited about the whole blooming thing. Ah! All right, all right, we won't go there. We won't go there because we got great faithful people, but we still need to be challenged. And push toward the kingdom. It's not about receiving for you. It's about 